0: To another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co along and as usual, our case and Cole. How are y'all doing? Great. Doing good. Howdy. Well, we didn't have to slide in DMs. Uh, Mizzou Twitter last week, uh, our friends over at Hoops Southbound uh, ran a poll for SEC uh, Twitter accounts, and there was highway robbery. And we felt that our friend Brett Sarver needed to come on and and speak his piece and and get the the glorification that he deserves. So, Brett, welcome
1: to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going it's good. Second
0: time, it's second time on the show, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Post gameers Arkansas after football.
0: Yeah. Well, Brett, I know you came on because you really want to talk woods and water. I know Mizzou's. Somewhat of a passion, but I, I know
1: you're, you're really an outdoors guy, right? Oh, yeah. I love the outdoors. It's a, a constant battle between me trying to survive and the outdoors trying to make me unable to breathe or see.
3: <laughs> Brent's outdoors adventures are from his apartment to his car and then from his FedEx truck to, his, to the person receiving delivery and back.
0: we brought you on to talk mizzou so uh we'll we'll get that out of the way there but uh you, you are the the mizzou champ for twitter uh mizzou mma like you can't go after a mizzou basketball game score especially when you defeat the opponent and they post their final score uh you're gonna get what, 100 Brett Sarver pictures or more on there. And so we we wanted to bring you on because our basketball team has made NCAA tournament as a seven seed. What are y'all's initial thoughts of the seed line, uh, the opponent? Uh, Brett, we'll start with you on this one.
1: I was hoping for a six seed. I was hoping that a win against Tennessee would lock us into the six, but being – one seed line off it's not really that big of a deal hate everything about the opponent we're matched up with i don't like don't care for the matchup and just not excited about utah state
2: what about utah state makes you unexcited
1: the fact that they can shoot the three ball really well um Obviously, like if you look back at our LSU game, we end up winning the game, but that you gave a team that's not that great at scoring and not a good team enough open looks to stay in the game for much longer than they should have. And same even against uh, South Carolina. We've let a lot of teams score a lot more points than. They normally would, and that's just not something I think bodes well when you're playing a team that's one of the best in the nation at shooting the deep ball.
2: I agree. Uh, I do. i kind of afraid of their how they shoot the three ball. Um, this is kind of a weird team, right? They they seem to do everything well. This is Utah State, everything well that the metrics love, but then it kind of gets they're bad at everything the metrics kind of forget. Um, one thing worth looking at is they don't turn the ball over at all, and that is our calling card. That is that is our defense's chaos. They also, even though while being taller than us, do not rebound well, and statistically are worse rebounders than zoo, which we've mentioned in this podcast a thousand times over, is our Achilles' heel. Um, so while I agree with you, this matchup isn't great for us. It doesn't like what should I say? Am I, am I like hesitant? Absolutely. But do I think it's like, Oh no, this is a nightmare mashup. I don't think that
0: I think, you know, once you get to the tournament, like uh, any, any team can beat any team at this point, you know, uh, probably, you know, it, it's obviously not very likely for a 16 to knock off a one seed, it happened a couple of years ago with Virginia, but, uh, you know, you're you're not going to have easy games, and it, it shouldn't be that going for a national championship. So, uh, you know, I haven't watched anything of Utah State, don't really know much about them other than just going through, looking at their roster, looking at their stats, and, you know, it, it just comes this time of the year, Like, you just want to see Mizzou go out and play our best game each round that we get to play.
3: Yeah, one thing I think that, I don't know, I guess kind of plays into our favor is the veteran leadership and experience on this basketball team. We've talked about that a few times, and as have, you know, the the announcers of the games and and all that good stuff. Um, I do think that this team is battle-tested just by the simple fact of the conference that we play in. Um, You know, I'm not trying to discredit Utah State, but, you know, let's be honest, there's a reason the SEC is the SEC and the Mountain West is the Mountain West. Um, I don't know, it's always interesting, we talked about this before we started recording, that you know, these, it's just always weird seeing these types of opponents match up and you know, the analytics and the statistics say one thing but then you know you kind of look at the eye test i guess and you're like well you know you would think that missouri would run away with this one because you know just of the simple fact that we play in the conference that we play in um not to try and toot our own horn
0: but it just is kind of a fact
1: yeah uh well
0: let, let's go in before we get too focused on the tournament, uh, kind of too late on that. But but let's go back and recap the SEC tournament for us. Uh, last Friday, we were the 4C. We had the double bye, and uh, number five, Tennessee, was our game. And I don't know about you all, like, I was at work, so I had to listen to it, uh, which I'm not going to complain about. having to listen to Mike Kelly any, any day of the week. Uh, but, man, it just sounded like a heavyweight fight back and forth uh, each team giving a shot you know with Tennessee got up a couple times and I thought oh, this, you know is this is this it for us in this game and then you know we clamp down on defense and, and make our shots on offense and we'd find our way back in it and uh, we pull, pulled it out at the end uh, what, what were y'all's thoughts on the Tennessee game
2: so my thoughts on that game, I think you nailed it when you said heavyweight fight. That's what it felt like to me. This felt like two good uh, upper but not top SEC teams going at it. Um, I, I think what I was really impressed by was it was tight throughout, and towards the end, Mizzou showed the uh, the ability to go out there, take the lead, and kind of put a dagger through the heart Tennessee. Um you know, We struggled with a lot of stuff we didn't want to struggle with, with the game. Free throws were an absolute issue. Rebounding was an issue. Uh, we got hot, but at a certain point, we couldn't make a three-pointer there for a while, which has been a problem for this team. Um, but in the end, and I think the, the play that really just sh- sh- shines in my mind is what really sealed the deal, was the that long three by honor. Yeah. That made us go up five, I believe. Is that right, guys? Yeah, um, and from then it was like, it, to me, it was like when Mariano Rivera came out for the Yankees back in the, the heyday two thousands, you were just like game over. Like it's, it's done. You know what I mean? Uh, we were closing this out and I was really impressed by that because Tennessee was a team that had been talked up all year. We beat them once, um, on a last second shot because we started to give the game away at the end. So I was just really impressed to come out, uh, and have the ability to close that game out strong and put Tennessee away.
1: Brad, go Brad, ahead. You're our guest. Let's hear what go you gotta say. Yeah, I think those two Tennessee games are the two games that I look at through this season that uh give me the most hope for any sort of run in this tournament. Because those are games against strong opponents. Um neither of them were anything close to a crowd or environment that would favor us because in Knoxville and Nashville and in each game you overcome a good amount of adversity to seal a win in the end with the uh, game in Knoxville with obviously like all the fouls and all and then uh, even going into halftime of the SEC tourney game against them they hit a buzzer beater there and you look at that and you're like well they got theirs back and how is this gonna come back to haunt us but sure enough throughout it all the guys fought through and you come away with a more impressive win in the sec tournament than you did at their place so i think those are the sort of uh, the sort of qualities and that sort of resiliency that the team has is the characteristics that could fuel them into maybe a couple wins over the next few days.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say that 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 Tennessee win in the tournament is the kind of win that you're looking for at this time of year. Um you know we you guys you guys touched everything that I was even going to touch on, but that's my biggest takeaway is you know they played okay versus Alabama. I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but you know they that win against Tennessee is again, the type of win that you're looking for this time of year, going into the tournament, um, you know, they strung together you know a couple of good wins right there at the end of the season. So it's just it's encouraging for sure.
0: And what uh, Cole, you you touched on it there and we'll, we'll go and get into it, but Saturday, Uh, The number one seeded Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, It was a noon tip-off, and it kind of felt like the same kind of game for three quarters of the game. I don't remember at what point in the second half. I want to say it was around the six-minute mark. I may be wrong on that, but uh, before Alabama finally got ahead and stayed ahead, but, you know, it it was kind of back and forth and a game of runs. (laughs) You know what? At the beginning of that game, I thought, you know, Alabama's letting us hang in this. We need to start capitalizing, and we missed a lot of points, or we left a lot of points on the court early in the game on on shots that we usually make. Uh, and Alabama was having their turnover fits, and they couldn't hit anything there for a while. And I think at the first eight minute mark it was uh maybe a 15 or 20 total point game at that point so neither offense had really got going but in the end alabama uh pulled it out and then uh on on sunday they just annihilated uh texas a&m but we gave them their best game uh of the sec tournament but what are y'all's quick thoughts on on the alabama game
2: yeah to be quick on it uh what I'm most proud of is you're right. We gave Alabama their biggest fight of the tournament, uh, which was light years better than what happened when they came to the Arena early in the year, even though we were no Kobe in that game. Um, I guess what I liked is that we we did not play well, and we still hung tough with them throughout. And what I'm hoping that means is that if we are able to hang with what is my pick, it was my pick to win the tournament, then – we'll be able to take care of the teams in the start of our bracket. So, yeah, I mean, a bit more. I at one point I thought we were going to win that game. When we were up there with, like, nine left in the second half, uh, I thought, I was like, man, we start shooting well. This is our game to lose. Um, so, this point of there, but I couldn't be too upset because I really do think Alabama is the best team in the country.
0: Oh, Brett, you, you have anything to say on the
1: Alabama game? Yeah, I thought – it was a frustrating game because it's not often that you're going to have the number one team in the country have as poor of a shooting day as they did for most of the first shoot, even like the first 30 minutes of that game. It was uncharacteristically bad shooting on their part, and we just couldn't overcome it. Um, obviously, Kobe was pretty much a non-factor that second half. And I don't know if that pretty hard shot to the head he took was a factor in that or made him play a bit less aggressive. But, I mean, you look at it and you hope, hey, if there was any, anything affecting Kobe from that, he'll be good by, by now and you can just build off the positives of that game and try and turn it into something here in the next few days.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine it was, and especially in that second half, it was majority of their game plan. I don't know. Maybe it was in their game plan to run one of their players knees through the back of his head, but we'll leave that for a different time. Um, Yeah. I think it was in their game plan to shut Kobe down. You know what I mean? So much of this offense kind of, I don't want to say goes through him, but obviously he is, you know, one of our best players we've talked back and forth, but between whether it's Kobe or Des Moines, um, but you know, when, when you take Kobe out of the game, um, that's, you know, one of our best players, and so it's very difficult to overcome that. Um, you know, we did a decent job, but, yeah, you guys mentioned the run that they went on when I think they went up by 11 at one point, and it just kind of stayed at that, uh, that deficit margin. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of difficult to overcome when you're not having a good shooting day, and that's, that's honestly one of the things that concerns me for the tournament is, you know, say that Utah State's having a, uh, a rough shooting night, well, or afternoon, whenever we play, you um, know, makes you
0: wonder. Well,
3: hopefully, we're not having the one of those games as well.
0: The, you know, to, to touch on Brett's point of the the frustrating, like when Alabama made those couple threes, like how many missed shots did we have right at the rim, layups, you know, guys within in the paint and not able to finish a basket, like couldn't buy a basket there for a while. And that, that just had me so frustrated. You know, like you're right there. You're, yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a short guy. I'm like five eight, five nine range. So, uh, I just don't see how them guys, like when they stand flat footed with their hands up, like Brett and uh, a Case. You know, y'all, y'all be in trees to me. But, uh, like, how do you miss the basket that that close? But I know they're they're. It's not as easy as it looks on TV, uh, but we, we did give Alabama a, a good run. And uh, when this team's on, uh, well, I'll, I'll ask you all this. Do you all think we've played a complete 40 minutes in any game this season?
2: Yes, I think Iowa State was a complete 40 minutes. I think that was our best game this season, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Say Iowa State, Illinois, or Kentucky. If you can get that any of those three games, that sort of production, you're in a pretty darn good spot.
0: I've I felt on the Kentucky and Illinois both in the second half, we we got kind of lazy at certain points in the in the second half. And I understand we were up by twenty or thirty, you know, but uh the Iowa State, I, I would agree with Case that that was our best game. But, uh, you know, it, the team has shown the potential that if they're, if they're playing like any one of those three games, I don't think there's a team in the country that they can't beat. Would you all agree with that? 100% agree. Yeah. 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 Yep, I'd agree.
2: If, if, yeah, the Iowa State Mizzou shows up now, let's let's admit that I see a Mosley was playing for that Mizzou team at the time. He had a really good game that day. Um, it's, it's hard to replicate that without him, I think.
0: Yeah. But if the Auburn Mizzou shows up, uh, you know, it, it'll be a one and done. Thank you for making the dance uh, kind of tournament for us. So, yeah, that's a great it, it, this team, I mean, I feel any result is not going to shock me, uh, because they they've shown the capability to go, you know, very deep in the tournament, or the capability to get get bounced with with one bad shooting night, and that's all it takes. Now uh, there are there are no more redos, so uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, y'all have, I'm sure y'all have looked at brackets, but uh, aside from our gamers. Are there any matchups that really get you excited?
2: Um, Illinois and Arkansas, because I just want to—I just want to see both teams do terribly, and it means <laughs> at least one of our rivals is getting eliminated. Although i be fine if I wasn't going to root for Illinois in that game.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Although I do—I think I do have Arkansas winning that game. I, did, too, I don't see—I don't see Illinois winning it.
0: I I did like Brett's tweet on who he was rooting for out of that bracket and that was the Meteor. Uh, Apologies to Howard. Sure, you're a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Completely agree with that, Brett. So, Brett, I know you're a basketball junkie, uh, especially on the Mizzou, but you kind of have some relatives, real close relatives that like the school out West. So I'm sure you kind of Have to somewhat pay attention to them, huh?
1: Yeah, my family consists of a few beakers, a few wildcats, and a few razorbacks, and I'm the only tiger.
3: Good night. That sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brett, you can come to my family functions if you want. We're
0: all tigers. Is there... uh, Arizona, you know, so we get past Utah State. What would you all say it's going to take to beat Arizona? Is it, to me, just looking at what I've looked at over uh, here the two days since the bracket come out, I would say we're going to have to have one of our really good nights of shooting from the three because we're probably not going to get much insight against them. Um, have you all looked in into in that any?
2: do A bunch because I just don't want to jinx myself, but um, what I've I've looked at their stuff, I agree. It's gonna be a big shooting night because uh, I mean, let's be honest. though when we when we beat the bigger teams, when Hodge is making his threes, when Noah Carter can be dangerous from three, Odiara is hitting threes, uh, that's that's where we you know really start beating those bigger teams. Um, that and then does that mean Kobe has to be the one side because. Even though he's not giant, Kobe's moves underneath the basket are unreal. So, yeah. outside with everyone else, Kobe's the guy that drives in. that That's the game plan, in my opinion.
0: Brett, have you looked into it anymore? Or are you just scared of Utah State that bad? Nope. I think we lost Brett. <laughs> Did he fall asleep? <laughs> Brett, wake up. He, he might, Brad. If your screen's timed out, you have to unlock your screen for us to hear you. Hello?
1: There hey, you are. Yo. Back. You're talking to, talking to no one this whole time.
2: If your phone falls <laughs> asleep, this <laughs> app will do that sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm. Once you get into a certain point of the tournament, every team is going to have some dudes on it. And when you're playing the number two seed in your region, like you can't get around the fact that you're going to have to make some really good basketball players perform a lot worse than they normally do. And you can't just, you can't just sit there and hope that their shots don't fall. You have to make something happen. So it's just, At that point and from there on, you're gonna have to be playing some really good basketball to have a chance at continuing to move on.
3: Yeah, I think the fact go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay. I'll I'll just say this real quick that you know, I think the fact that I think we're all past the point of like, okay, yeah, you know, we have to rebound well and like that. We've shown that we can win games without, you know, winning the rebound margin. It's taking care of the basketball trying to force them to do the opposite, to turn the ball over and then capitalize off those either, you know, turnovers or transition points. I mean, that plain and simple, that's, I think that can win you a lot of ballgames.
1: Yeah.
0: And with our veteran guys, as you alluded to earlier uh, there, Cole, I don't think any moment's going to be too big. Uh, I don't want to say it's down at any point, but, uh, you know, if we get, down, if we're down or a tie game with just a few seconds and getting ready to inbound, is there anybody else you want to see shoot the ball other than DeAndre Golston? Nick Honor, Des Moines?
2: I don't know. I think, yeah, I think Des him is probably the best pure shooter, but Nick Honor, seems to be pretty clutch as well for more reasonable range.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brett, do you have anything you'd like to say to uh, all the MMA that has taken you from uh, just a guy on Twitter to the guy on Twitter?
1: I wouldn't go saying that I'm the guy on Twitter, but (laughs) the MMA and those dudes have fun. (laughs) And you can tell that they love Mizzou and they're pouring a whole lot of effort into making a whole bunch of dumb memes and jokes for everyone's entertainment. And it's just a good group of people having a good old time. Well, we
0: love it. Uh, I think all three of us have taken part of uh, jumping on the meme game after a Mizzou win and, uh, I think uh, I enjoy more going through and just seeing the new ones are created because there are people way more creative minds than what I have out there. Yeah,
2: there's some absolute bangers at every
3: game. Yeah. I want to interrupt this Mizzou podcast to ask K- Case a question. Case, are you listening?
2: What's
3: up? Vandy didn't get in the tournament, dude. I thought they're a good team.
2: Vandy is a good team. Uh, <laughs> Vandy was... I don't know. I don't want to say cheated, uh but uh they're a good team. I think their their win was still a was their win a quad two win when
1: I believe uh, so. I think so, yeah.
2: That's what I thought. Um no, I I Fanny's still a good basketball team and I think they made a lot of good stretch a lot of good uh, advancements. I do think the Stack House divert deserved coach of the year over Gates. But um all this stems from, if you guys remember, the Vanderbilt episode when uh, I said I was upset that a bunch of Bazoo fans around me were like, oh, man, we barely beat Vanderbilt. We're going to be terrible this year. I was like, no, Vandy's a good team. They've got good players. They've got a good coach. Like, They're not just some trash team that we you know, barely sweeped out of. They're a team that you're going to fight with. And I think I was proven that year, especially in the tournament.
3: They did. They made a little noise in the SEC tournament. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just watching them right now in the NIT and made me think of old I'm, case.
2: How am doing right now?
3: Uh, they're up 42 30, getting ready to go to the free throw line at the almost under 16 timeout in the I'm second so half. <laughs>
0: win the NIT, baby. Win the whole NIT thing. <laughs> Well, Brett, we, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we, uh, I was I was having fun uh, by inviting you you on, and I, I'm glad you you took it. And uh, you know, it, anytime we can get that much Mizzou content churning up on the old Twitter app, uh, I think it's a good thing for the university, and uh, I enjoy seeing it. So, appreciate you. Allowing everybody to use your face the way that you do.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the only good thing coming out of that face, so, hey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we need to call this episode the king of Twitter. Yeah.
2: King of Twitter, I like that.
1: Now, before but thanks, we get brother. off of here, do you all want one round one upset that I'm looking at that I really Go like? For it.
3: Send
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Drake over Miami. Yeah. I, I really that. like Drake. And they have played some darn good ball as of late. And that's a team that might not just be one that could pull a round one upset, but possibly win a second game and make the Sweet 16. So.
2: Drake is your—I um, don't want to say Cinderella, but that is your your underdog team to watch for this year.
1: Yeah, Drake's the uh, the double digit seed that I'm that I'm watching most closely this year. Well,
2: I like but... that because after a lot of have listened to this week, uh, Utah State is a lot of people's double digit uh, seed to make some noise this year. I don't enjoy that.
1: I
3: don't either. I don't like that
1: at all. I'm hoping the noise they make is more of just a whimper on the way out.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, um, I have. <laughs> I jokingly started following uh, what Charleston College was doing because one, I thought it was hilarious; they were a college, not a university. And two, the VSN guys asked us to pick a Final Four like a long time ago, and I wanted to throw some random team in there that I figured would make tournament Charleston College. So I'm going to pick them as my double. To make some noise this year. They've got a rough bracket, but I took I gotta commit to it after picking them back in like January.
3: I'll hop on this trend. I'll say Louisiana.
2: Louisiana, the Cajuns.
0: The Skeeter Raging Cajuns.
2: The Skeeter Raging <laughs> That's,
0: I am not associated with them. Uh, let's not get that one going. Uh well I, I like Brett's pick there. Um uh, I always Always pick a, a 12 to beat a five, uh, and I believe that's the one I picked. And also uh, Duke, I think, uh, is a five seed playing a 12. I might have picked them in an upset game. But I, I think so. Yeah, yeah they're good. Uh, the the double-digit seed that I'm kind of riding – and it's low-hanging fruit, I feel like, but North Carolina State out an 11, uh, which hopefully it would be us to knock them out in the sweet 16, I believe, if the bracket lines up that way. But uh, NC State, I feel like, is a, a good team. And for them to get the 11 seed, uh, I think they can, can prove people wrong.
2: Yeah, I can see that one.
1: The that ACC that would
2: t- used to be in your guys' opinion, because I used to always say the ACC had like stout teams in tournament, but I don't know if I feel that way anymore.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: college sports as a whole, uh, with NIL, uh, the way kids are able to get noticed, they don't have to go to the elite programs anymore. You know, you you can go play at. uh Utah State, you know, no knock against our opponent, but you can go play there and still get noticed. And uh, if your talent's there, you can still make the step to the NBA just as easy as uh, if you were to play at Mizzou or anywhere else, you know. So uh, kids will go a lot of times now where they see an easier path, uh, for playing time, I feel like.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Well, we'll
2: see. We need to capture more of the St. Louis hotbed to really make NIL worth it, in my opinion. But, you know.
1: Is that St. Louis, Missouri or St. Louis, USA? Oh,
2: yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> St. Louis, USA, not the St. Louis, Missouri. If our <laughs> listeners aren't uh, aware, there is a weird trend with St. Louis people where they are uh, – claiming to be from St. Louis, USA, not Missouri. They don't want Missouri included in that. they just, just St. Louis. So I'm not sure what that's about.
1: Um,
0: Too much greatness that they can't handle it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: We we want all the city of town possible because there's actually a ton of great basketball players on that side of the state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think coach Gates is, uh, you know, with his Chicago connections and everything, the recruitments he brings in, I think our programs really we're, we're only getting a glimpse of what he's going to do at Mizzou with this year. Yeah. I sure it's only your one. It
3: only goes up from here.
2: Exactly. Um, and a weird dig I see from opponents on Twitter is the well, you're only winning because you have a bunch of experienced players versus our younger players. Um, which one is silly because if that was how you did it, everyone would, everyone would do that. Two, um, I love our guys, but let's not act like you know these guys were all like five-star prospects when they came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, what, what did Gates beat Tennessee? Not bad for a bunch of mid-major guys. Is that what he said? In the yeah. Tunnel? Yeah, I mean, they know. They know if they were overlooked. It's like my, my thing is, it seems to me like he's coaching guys up, and I think Kobe Brown is the perfect example of that.
3: Yeah, I'd agree. Give me a I will gladly take a roster like this over what we've seen in years past.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you look at where I live, and they have three McDonald's All-Americans, uh, you know, preseason top ten team, and uh, you know they they ended up with the what eight eight seed. Uh, they were they have a better seed in the NCAA tournament than they did in the SEC tournament. If that tells you what kind of year they had, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, had do what
2: Tennessee had the same thing. They were a, what a five seed, no. Yeah. Five seed, and then they're a, yep. a fourth seed in the tournament?
0: Yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. Well, y'all, y'all have anything else for Brad or, or on basketball? Uh, I do want to touch on a couple other sports. Brad, I don't know if you want to stay on, talk baseball or, or softball or
1: uh, wrestling. Those are the three I want to touch on. I have – no knowledge of any of those sports and likely nothing to contribute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, man, we appreciate
0: you coming on. Uh, You're you're our champ, regardless of uh, the Russia-rigged elections on hoops southbound. (laughs) Yep, we appreciate you coming
1: on, man. Appreciate y'all having me.
2: Absolutely, man.
1: Miz. ZOU. Thank mm-hmm.
0: you. Well, fellas, uh, SEC baseball opens this weekend. Uh, Tennessee coming to town. Uh, earlier tonight, we we talked to a Mizzou baseball player, Ty Wilsmeyer, and he's pumped for this weekend uh, for Mizzou to prove again, you know, that. Uh, I feel they've been proved. They proved it in Dallas starting the year off at globe life, but, uh, you know, they have that chip on their shoulder and I think they're ready to show some people across the country and maybe even some Mizzou fans that this team's real.
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle for sure. Um, but you're right. It's a great opportunity to really show the nation that Mizzou baseball is back and we're for real. Um, but, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's also a good opportunity for you know, if, we get, if we end up getting swept for everyone to be like, oh, same old Tigers. So this is going to be a gigantic linchpin for this season to see if we are a, a team people are watching out for or people are like, oh, yeah, well, same as zoo as always.
3: Yeah, I'm excited. They, I mean, I think they split um, their series and then had a game canceled uh, against NJIT. But uh, from what I saw in the first game, the business, I think they kind of let some things slip in the second. But yeah, definitely looking forward to SEC play.
0: They won that series, Cole. They won that series. They had oh, a doubleheader okay. Friday, uh, oh, so won the first, then lost the second one, and then won Sunday. Gotcha. So they took two okay. out of three.
3: Gotcha. Okay, I was on the road then, so yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch that third one. But good. Um, so it's good to get some uh, momentum going. Uh, you know, kind of leading into SEC play. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it on the interview with uh, with Ty. The SEC is loaded; it is almost every year, um, and I think a lot of times that they've been overlooked. But talked to two baseball players now, and uh, the fact that they both said that this has been a pretty much complete roster overhaul um, definitely has me excited.
0: Yeah. It uh, go ahead, Case. Oh,
2: so I it, it's it is gonna be really exciting to see what this Whole new roster can do an SEC play. I I was gonna say, I, I kind of wish it we weren't starting off uh against after that, but that doesn't by fire, I guess.
0: If, if they can win this series, uh, you know, and come out of the weekend 14 and four overall on the year with the uh level of, of competitions they've played, uh. That's not going to slow our momentum down whatsoever. Uh, it, it's a great measuring stick for them. And it, it's not end of the world if they do get swept. You know, uh, they can they can see where they need to work. Uh, but hopefully we're not talking about – if we're talking about a sweep, we're talking about a sweep in Tennessee.
2: Oh, for sure. Uh, I'll be honest. I'd be happy with the hard, hard-fought series and taking one out of three. I think yeah. even that would just be a good, tough way to play, and then you can go into your big game versus KU at Coffman Stadium on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think even that would make me happy because there's well, a lot more mid-range SEC teams we can take advantage of. Tennessee is not one of them. Tennessee is going to be the top-flight team.
0: Yeah, Tennessee has not come out of the gate real strong this year. Uh, their rankings more more hype. Uh, and what they accomplished last year, uh, yeah, I'm one of those that I hate the ranking systems in any sport, uh, preseason or the first month or first quarter of the season. Like, I feel it's so useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get so much stuff wrong, and a lot of teams get to ride off that preseason coattail. Uh, and not necessarily off – like, you look at the seasons, Mizzou has way better results than what Tennessee does. We're not ranked Tennessee's number two. So, uh, it just frustrates me to, to see rankings come out, you know, because you, you can't say off last year's team what this team's going to do because it one player could be the a big difference that nobody saw coming. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, and then, I mean, if, you know,
3: say that they get this, you know, kind of preseason hype, um, like we see a lot of teams, you know, end up getting in the the beginning of the season, again, regardless of sport. Then by the end of the season, you know, say you beat them early season, by the end of the season, if they've had a bad year, then it's like, oh, well, you know, that win doesn't really mean anything because they had a bad year, and that's just, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword for sure.
0: Well, then wrestling this weekend – uh, it, I think it actually starts during the week. I'm not exactly sure. But all 10 starters have qualified for the NCAA championships. Uh, and But here it is from March 16th to the 18th. And we're recording this on the 14th. So I guess that would be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I want to say the, the finals are usually on Monday. But, uh, you know, there were the Big 12 champions. And they didn't have the, the finals that they really wanted in the Big 12 championship tournament, but we still come home with some some hardware here. And I'm excited for it. I want to see, uh, obviously to me, Keegan O'Toole uh, versus Carr out of Iowa State. Keegan's lost the first two matches to him. And I want to see if Keegan can – I believe in Keegan O'Toole. Uh, and I, I want to see him – get a shot at him again in, in nationals. And then Rocky Elam uh, won the Big 12 uh, tournament at 197. And so, can he carry that momentum to a national championship? So, there, there's a lot to to look at and be excited about there.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I think the Car versus um, O'Toole is really what I think everyone's excited about, though. Like, that is, like, it's two monsters and our guy has sadly come on the wrong end of both like last time. And we want to see if he can if he can take them down. So, yeah, I think yeah. that is absolutely the one to keep watching out for.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the marquee. That's the marquee match up there. And then our girls on, on softball, uh, looking at their Twitter here, uh, they swept Illinois today. In a Bragging Rights doubleheader, uh, so they're they're continuing on a, a solid start, and you know, excited to see what they're doing. I haven't I've looked at their schedule, but usually they're pretty close with the boys as far as when conference play begins. So I would imagine we have some conference games coming up for them, and I want to see what they do.
2: I believe they just played. They just played uh, Kentucky left, swept.
1: Okay. So oh. yeah,
2: they just started. Had a little rough weekend, but I, don't know, I think they can bounce. They can probably bounce back from that.
3: Yeah, well, already we weak. talked about it with Julia. That you know this team, it seems to get hot towards the end of the year. And, you know, it's cliche to say, but it gets hot at the right time. So, you know, early season as much as you'd like to get those early games, you know, in the win column, you know, I'll, I'll take. I'll take losses for now, you know, over uh, over losing, you know, late in the season when it really counts.
2: The saying that they have with the Royals, and I'm sure the Cardinals do too, and it's these Missouri baseball teams get hot with the weather. And yeah, I just it's it's funny to say, but I feel like it is hard to be like really in your in your groove when it is 36 degrees and misting outside. Yeah you know what I mean, for baseball. So I think like the the Royals are always kind of rough until the – we're rough all the time right now. But when we were good, we were rough until <laughs> the weather warmed up. And I don't know if you guys feel the same with the Cardinals, but it, it just seems like we've got – got to get these, these stick and ball teams. they, they got to get the weather to turn with them.
0: But I don't know if you all saw uh, the, the highlight that was shared all over Twitter. Uh, I think it was Saturday, but um... – our left fielder, Shantise Phillips, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but she absolutely robbed a home run uh, from Kentucky on one of the plays. And uh need, need to give a shout-out to her. Uh, love, you know, anytime you get Mizzou content retweeted from, like, NCA accounts, that's a good thing for us.
1: Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Anytime they're making big plays, I'll, uh, I'll definitely take it. I'll take the spotlight.
0: Did y'all see that baseball catch the guy had in the outfield? I don't know if it was over the weekend or last week, but he completely laid out.
2: I did, yeah. Uh, I that yeah. one. That was a web gym right there.
0: Yeah, that, that was awesome. So, still a lot going on. Our, our winter sports are winding down. Uh, spring's firing up. And – Next week we'll we'll probably hit Mizzou football uh, quite a bit more, but we're going to have a tournament at least one game to talk about. Uh, hopefully, two, and talking about a Sweet Sixteen uh, trip for our Tigers. Looking forward to it. Y'all have anything else you want to throw out there for this episode?
2: I feel good. I think we covered it all.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That. And I'll wrap it all up. Well, fellas, thank you for coming on. And as always, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Go Tigers, y'all. Take care.